CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 33. Good morning, guys. Another Monday. Never miss no, a Monday. No, it's going to be afternoon by the time they hear this. All right. Well, never miss a Monday. We are not missing this Monday. No, it might just be a little bit delayed. And that's okay. We're still but getting... That's okay. We're still producing. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about um, different kinds of motivation. And so we thought that this was a super timely one as we're nearing the end of the year and everyone's kind of getting... In their their forethought, like, what's coming up for the new year? What do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? And one of our most popular listen to episodes has been our goal-setting series. So there's two episodes, one right after one another. Um, So, A, I highly encourage you to go back into our archives. 33 episodes worth of archives, might Uh, I add. If we were really good, we'd be able to reference what episode numbers those are. But we're not. (laughs) No, you keep talking. I'm going to do it. uh, Revisit those episodes just so that you have some context for some of the stuff that we're going to be listening to or speaking about today. Um, It's also good reference material for you as you sit down and start to plan what's kind of ahead. For our members that are sitting down and doing goal reviews with us, this is also a process that we talk about in our goal reviews all valuable information. What episode numbers? Episode seven and eight. Yeah. Back in May. Wow. It seems like forever ago. And actually it just seems like it's around the corner. <laughs> like March is around the corner. Like did we even leave last March? And we're already coming up to the to next March. March. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Oh, well. All right. That's Here not motivating. Are. So no, let's not, not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you just did a post uh, earlier today about motivation, um, and I read through it. There's a line in there that says, the problem with motivation is that it's not long-lasting. Explain yourself. Well, it's just like motivation is a very in-the-moment type of thing. Like, think about – you could be even as precise as, like, that exact moment for today's workout, for example, is heavy lifting. So – having that motivation to step up to that heavy bar to do your single rep today. There's a very like explicit moment right before you put your hands on that bar where some people have different types of motivation. Um, It can be extrinsically or intrinsic motivation, things that internally motivate you or, or things on the outside that you need to be a motivating factor. But it can also be applied to a global aspect too. It's just like, you need to get motivated to make a change or you need to get motivated to make a decision. You know, there's lots of different ways you could coin this, but it's very like relevant to a a very situational thing. What do you, and I'm just thinking of like today's workout for instance, or anything really, what do you think is more important to have? And I don't even know if more important is the right word, but intrinsic motivation like the ability to motivate yourself or extrinsic motivation meaning like people and possibly like music if we're lifting like which one do you think plays a bigger role i think that's a very individual thing what one plays a bigger role for you um probably the situation and environment 
Mm-hmm. And and I use that as like an all-encompassing term. So that would include things like music and people. That also would include things like mood, my mm-hmm. own mood and the mood of those around me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am definitely very extrinsically motivated. Mm-hmm. And and I'm also like I have a very strong intrinsic motivation. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Oh, for sure. But I'm mm-hmm. definitely very extrinsically motivated. Mm-hmm. The perfect example, and I, I love this one. Um when I make a call as a referee mm-hmm. on a, on a, let's say the home team. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. And it, you know what? People don't always understand the calls that we make as referees, yeah. whether they're right or wrong. That's none of your business, Yeah. but you always have an opinion. And my favorite thing is walking across the court as they're about, booed. yeah, as they're about <laughs> to set up for their free throws and the crowd is yelling, you suck ref. <laughs> like that is probably one of my favorite, most motivating things. <laughs> Um, and then you write about motivation um, or what works better than motivation is consistency. Yeah. And that's like consistency on all fronts. So mostly on execution. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is that if we can consistently do the things that we're trying to do, like repeatedly, right, over and over and over again, what it ultimately does is build confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's lacking when we look for motivation, And so you can kind of see how it all comes full circle. Mm -hmm. So by being um, consistent, you know, you do these small daily action steps or whatever it is that you're doing over and over and over again, so that when you're faced with a choice or a decision or something like that, you yourself have the confidence built in to make the decision that best aligns with your goals. And that can really look like anything that can be food related, gym related, life related, stress related, relationship related. It, it doesn't matter how you apply that. I truly believe this principle is applicable across all domains. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah. And I was going to say, I'd even throw in like experience in there, right? Like consistency and experience builds confidence. And yeah. And you and I have this conversation yeah. all the time. <laughs> we do have you don't gain experience without actually doing, doing it. Stuff. Yeah. So I guess if you were to put it in a flowchart type of way, it would be like motivation, consistency, experience, right? Like you confidence. have to be yeah. motivated yeah. in order to do something. You have to do it repeatedly to mm-hmm. gain that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> I feel like I should make an image out of that. Oh, that's a good idea. I might do that. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and why? Oh, time. <laughs> Every once in a while that happens. <laughs> Um, oh, now I've got sidetracked. Okay. So why else is like building consistency and routine important? You're putting me on the spot. Crickets, like, nothing. Speechless. What? You're coming off plan here. I, I'm just <laughs> asking questions. Like maybe our listeners have these questions. Like, okay, so why, like, personally to you, why is being consistent and routine important for you? It's, it becomes comfortable Mm -hmm. is one thing. Mm -hmm. It makes me more confident. Well, we just talked about that. Right. Holy, you're leaving me on the spot here. I know, this doesn't happen very often. Okay, can you relate it to, like, goals? If we're going to talk about goal setting. And now where does that consistency piece and that routine fall into play in terms of reaching and achieving goals? You can't have one without the other. Okay. So when we think about that, 
I don't like to call it a big, hairy, audacious goal. Yes. It's like that big thing that you're, you're aiming for. In our goal setting um, series that we did, we talked about how to break it down into different things, eventually coming down to the small daily tasks. And so being consistent, hitting those small daily tasks, whatever they may be, you know, over and over and over again, leads us ultimately closer to that just because you're being consistent at doing the smaller things. Mm-hmm. So you're going to essentially reach smaller goals, which goes back to gaining more confidence, being more consistent and all of those things. But and you, can be motivating in and, itself, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. So you just hit those like waypoints along the way. And then the process kind of restarts itself for the next path that now lays in front of you because you've now hit that checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an interesting conversation with a nutrition client who was like, their goal is weight loss, but that scale's not moving. And I think we see this often. And it was a matter of going back into like looking at all of those changes that they've made and that they've consistently done and that impact over time, not just in that moment that has helped like not drinking pop, drinking more water, moving four to five times a week when they hadn't in the past. And just being consistent with those things kind of makes that gives her those small wins versus maybe the scales not moving in the direction that they think they're going. And I guess that's just a change of frame of reference, right? Because when they're so focused on the scale, not moving, that's a very negative frame Mm -hmm. of reference Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, especially with our nutrition clients, we focus on improvement. Right. And so now that is more of a positive frame of reference when you can look back on all those things that are now happening that may not have happened before or are happening more readily or, or that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this frame of reference of improvement. And again, too, no matter what realm you put it into, it still exists there. And, and really it's just a mindset change. Mm-hmm. Like it's in there in the gym, it's in our lifestyle, it's in our work, it's like in our careers, it's in our relationships. Like there is improvement or the concept of improvement in no matter what that we do, but it's really just your mindset that needs to be focused on recognizing it rather than being so focused on what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. And I think just us as a society is so ingrained to think that way. You know, we we want the instant gratification of something objective happening rather than something that we can control. Well, I think it comes back to, to when you do set that big goal, that those small goals and action steps are super important, right? So you don't get lost along the way. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly it. You now have yourself a roadmap. Mm -hmm. So with new years coming up or the new year, I guess I should say, um, generally people are setting goals. What would be like your top three to five tips on goal setting? Go. Set something that scares you Mm -hmm. because that means it means something to you. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's lose 50 pounds or clean 200 pounds or, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. get that job promotion you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or change jobs. Or change jobs, yeah. <laughs> like stop doing it if you hate it and yeah. find something that you love. Like yeah. if it scares you, do it. Like set that goal. Don't not do it based on fear. Fear is never a good enough reason not to do something. That's a terrorism. Mark that down. Okay. <laughs> Put it in the I'm on my soapbox right now. Um, so that'd be the first thing because you need that big goal to strive for. And it's not the big goal in itself that needs to be realistic. It's Mm -hmm. all the list 
down the road that need to be realistic. So the small actionable steps are the realistic pieces of it, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, it's interesting because I, and I know I've said this on either episode seven or eight, but you start to crave, <laughs> see, great <laughs> attention. Um, you start to crave those scary goals. And I'm like sitting here as you say that. And I'm thinking to myself, I haven't done anything scary in a while. Hmm. Look at you good getting thing, value out of our podcast. Thing, the new year is coming. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, but my... I think that, can I just jump on that for a second? Yeah, that could be a tip too. You don't have to wait for the new year to come. We just need right? to stop this podcast for a minute because Tucker <laughs> farted in the office so bad. Fun fact, if you don't know about me, I can't smell his dog farts. All right, continue on your... I know, I feel like I was adding something valuable. I know, I'm sorry. Like, I don't do that very often. That's Tucker's fault. (laughs) Dog, come on. Um, For those of you who didn't hear, not waiting till the new year or having a reason or timeline as to when you should set scary goals. So I actually spoke to a member last last week or the week before, and uh, they had... They had just joined yeah. or rejoined or whatever you want to call it. Just had become a part of our membership. And um, she she said to me, I'm so glad I decided to do this now and and not wait until the new year. Yeah. And I was sitting there. I was like, that's interesting. Why? Like, what is your reasoning for saying that? And she's mm-hmm. like, because it has now better set me up to manage the holidays and I'm not going to eat like an asshole and I'm not going to do this. I'm going to make sure. Deeper hole, right? Yeah, exactly. And I yeah, was like, that, was cool. that is awesome. I wish more people thought like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a good one. Okay. Carry on with your tips. Okay. So we set in a, a big, hairy, audacious goal. Yeah. We do it now rather than later. Yeah. Uh, next one is subdivide those goals. Right. Okay. So this is like key. This is the key thing. Build these, your roadmap. Yeah. And these are the things to do now, right? Like you don't have to achieve your big, scary goal now, but you've got to do these small steps now. So we divide that up into timelines, like three, six months down the road, if it's like a year long goal or whatever this big, hairy, audacious goal is for you. And then you're going to subdivide those down into the daily Monday to Sunday type of things. And my tip on that is now don't pick more than three things to focus on in a day. Us as human and human beings can get the most out of it if it's no more than three, when we have a list that's as long as our arm, it's pretty hard to focus our efforts and our time and attention because our, we've got things going all different directions. So science says the human brain can handle at most like three things at any given time. So that's my thing daily, three small action steps that can get you closer towards that, like one month goal or three month goal. And then from there you build bigger goal, like bigger checkpoints along the way, until you can get to that one year goal or whatever your timeline is, for example. And then I think that that then sets us up for that routine and consistency, which builds confidence and motivation. Man, you gotta make that flow chart. (laughs) It's a good one. Um, Anything else for setting goals? Those daily steps are the realistic part. They're the measurable part. Like that whole like smart analogy that's often used in in, uh, goal setting sessions. Mm That's, that's where the smart stuff applies to Mm -hmm. is what you're doing on the daily. Like, is it something that's realistic for you to do? Can you measure your progress with it? Right? Like Mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to wake up earlier versus I'm going to set my alarm for 4am and I'm getting up at 4am. Like you've like, those are two very different things. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah. And just make sure that they're realistic for you. So one of the things that we do when we work with our clients, especially I want to say in our goal review sessions or our nutrition sessions is, is just like, can you do this? Like, are you willing to do this? Is this something you think you can do? Like, these are the questions you need to ask yourself, but you also need to be totally honest about your answer too. Mm -hmm. If your automatic gut reaction is no, that's probably your gut is telling you some very valuable information. Mm -hmm. But if you sit there and you're like, yeah, I think I can, then you already have an open mind and you're willing to try, which is probably my next tip. I'm just going to shelf that one to the side. Um, so asking yourself those honest questions, but then also giving yourself an honest answer. Right. And I think too, um, in that, is this something you can do? Maybe at this moment it's not, but you can find and you can divide that down even further, like getting up early. Well, maybe 4 a.m. isn't something you can do, but maybe you can do 5 a.m. right now and sort of build your way up to that sort of get up at 4 a.m., get stuff done, get to the gym kind of thing. Five minutes makes a difference. Oh, yeah. Five sure. minutes repeatedly day after day makes a difference. Which then can become 10, half an hour, all of that stuff. Yep. Okay. Um, so, which left me to my side, my side point there was you have to be defended and willing to try. Yes. Like what is, <clears throat> excuse me, what is the point in setting a goal if like you're not willing to work at it? And I mean, I probably see this most often in people that come in for no sweat intros. You know, when the first, first question I asked them is like, what brings you here? Like, why are you here? What is it that you want to do? And as we get further into this, this conversation, I can tell if they're open-minded and willing to try towards these things that they've told me they want to do. Mm -hmm. What does trying look like? It means a putting in an effort. First of all, mm -hmm. it means acknowledging the work that needs to be done, mm -hmm. making a plan, asking for help, understanding that if you might fail one day, that this is not the end of it. Mm -hmm. And even if it takes a couple of days for you to get back on path, that's okay. It's not the end of it. I guess it's just mm -hmm. understanding that it will be challenging. Yeah. You know, it took you a certain amount of time to get into the position that you're in currently that you're wanting to change. So it's unrealistic to expect that to change overnight and to be an easy process. Right. So being open-minded in all of those senses and willing to continue to keep trying. Yeah, because I find sometimes trying can be like that cop-out, I don't want to say cop-out answer, but just that way to put failure onto something else. Like, I tried, but it's like, did you really try? Like, what did what did trying look like to you? And yeah, I, think, like, I think it goes back to being honest, like giving it that honest assessment of did you try. And my version of trying might be different than the client's version yes. that's sitting in front of me telling me that they tried, but Very that's okay. So. You're not trying to meet, like, I'm not wanting you to meet my standards. Yes. I'm wanting you to meet your standards. Yeah. So that's why you need to understand what trying means to you. Yeah. And I think, I think if you're going to throw that word around, then you need to be able to sit there and honestly back it up and measure it. Yeah. Yeah. Have it be yeah. measured. And I think the other important thing that we didn't really touch on yet is just like asking for help. Mm -hmm. Probably one of the most difficult things we, we struggle with as human beings is just asking for help. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, there are people 
out there that have already, so either way, have A, already done what you're trying to do or B, have strategies and plans built out that can help you do it. Like they don't necessarily need to have done it themselves in order to know how to help you. Mm -hmm. So um, being able to set aside your own pride or whatever it might be to recognize that there's someone out there that can help you. And I don't know what it is about New Year's resolutions that people just want to try and embark on it on their own. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to, here's what I want to do. I'm going to set out to do this and this is how I'm going to do it. And nine times, I don't want to say nine times out of 10, but most of the time you probably fall off your, your goal path by about three weeks in because having guidance, but more importantly, having accountability is so important to success. Mm -hmm. And I've said it numerous times, like it's okay to have a coach. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having a coach. I have numerous coaches of all different backgrounds for all different things in my life. And guess what? Those are the things that I am the most successful with because I have somebody there guiding me along and helping hold me accountable. Yeah. That one is important. I just want to put all my marbles in that basket. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously because I'm a coach. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, any other advice you would give to somebody who has said the words in the new year, I am going to do X, Y, Z. Why does it have to be the new year? (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) but I'm just using that as an example because that's typically what's happening right now. So let's, okay, let's take the in the new year part out, but I want to do X, Y, Z. What would you say to them? Anything else you can add? Actually, can I sidetrack for a minute? Go for it. One of the most common barriers I hear is I need to talk to my husband or I need to talk to my wife. I need to talk to my significant other. Like there's always someone else's validation that is required for you in order to say yes or no. And here's what my question is. When you say you want to do X, Y, Z, are you doing it for them or are you doing it for yourself? And if it's for yourself, why do you need their validation in order to make your decision? So when I think back on some of the, like you're sitting here, you're humming and high. I am humming and high. You just keep going. When I sit back, and again, too, I don't like to sit here and talk about myself, but as in the goal setting world, I like to consider myself very strong in this background. Um, so when I think about the major things that I have set out to accomplish in my lifeline or lifetime, lifeline, <laughs> um, they don't involve other people's opinions on whether what I'm doing is right or not for me. Now, there are things that hold certain weight, like making a financial investment and needing the opinion of your significant other, which I completely understand. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying that you don't need to consult that other person about that. But at the end of the day, what if that person says no? And this is truly important to you. What then will you do? What is your reaction? What is your decision at that point? Do you just say no because someone else has told you no? Or do you find a way to make it happen? Like how important is it to you and why is it important to you? And so when it comes to health and fitness, and that's what people say to me, and it's just like, 
you know, take, for example, somebody says that their why for doing this is because they want to set a good example for their kids, or they have some very bad health concerns and they don't want their kids to, to fall down the same path. So now you've got this huge influence on some little ones that are watching what you're doing and you have an opportunity to make a lifestyle change. That's incredibly powerful, not only for yourself, but the, for these kids that are watching you. And your limiting factor is because someone else who was not involved in this conversation doesn't think it's worthy enough. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So my question always is, is like, who are you doing this for? You know, I understand a financial investment. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But what happens when that answer is no? What do you do? Because that's another, that's a whole, that's another conversation. Yeah. And I think that in itself can be a contributor to motivation. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, and finding those ways, if it is a financial barrier that is presenting itself and that's why it needs to be a conversation with your significant other. But then it, okay, but I'm going to take it one step further. It's yeah. just like, if it's a financial barrier, that is your problem. Okay. Then you need to sit down and look around where else your expenses are going. Yes. That $5 Starbucks you're having every day is not helping you towards Shh, your goals. Don't tell anybody about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that meal out at the restaurant and although we want to support local and everything, but that, that meal and all the money that is spent on that night is something that is non-conducive to your goals. But yeah. I, for whatever reason, we don't bat our eyes twice when we do something like that, but We'll bat our eyes twice when we have to make an investment in something like this. But you know what it is? It's because there's no guaranteed results. You have to put work in to get results. And some, and I don't want to say some people, but like us as a society, we're less willing to bend on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This went sideways, but that's, that's okay. okay. These are important concepts. No, I think I'll, I'll agree with you in that sense of like why you're needing approval or um, almost like an affirmation from somebody else that you can do something, but with that sort of financial understanding that that needs to be a topic. But again, I'm still on, still agreeing with, there are other ways to make it work. It's not like this black and white. No, because I do believe that you can find those things that you're contributing money to that you don't need to be that can support something like this. I remember the first time that I wanted to open the gym and it came up in conversation and it was just like, why would you do that? Why would you do that here? Like nobody wants to do CrossFit. Like nobody even knows what CrossFit is. Mm -hmm. And somebody said to me, it's just like, it doesn't matter what your goals are. Like if they don't understand what you're doing, it's because they don't understand you. Mm -hmm. And that, that hit me. And it was true because like, I wanted to do what I, what I wanted to do was because it was changing my life and I saw the potential it had for others, you know, and the per particular person that has said that to me is not somebody that had that impact or even wanted that impact, mm -hmm. you know, so they didn't understand me and therefore couldn't understand this big goal that I had. So. Well, and I think that can be related to, our members who get confronted with the, why are you doing CrossFit? Isn't that dangerous? Isn't that X, Y, like whatever their excuse was, but it's like, you don't know until you know, like what actually happens here. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> also a Terranism. Add that to the book. Um, anything else about goal setting, motivation, consistency, 
confidence. It's just so powerful. And yet it's probably the most underpracticed. Mm-hmm. I would say I like, I love setting goals and it takes a very, I would say it's a personality based thing. Part of it, I would say. Um, but it could be learned. It definitely can be learned. It is a skill in that way too. Yeah. You know, it's gotta be practiced in order to be learned. And that's the thing is like, if you aren't doing it, you're never going to learn how to do it and how to make it work for yourself. That's the other thing. Like, Oh, I must've said this like 20 times. That's the other thing. <laughs> It's just what works for me might not work for you. Yeah. But the point is, is that you've tried and you now know that it doesn't work for you. So now mm-hmm. you can tweak it and try again and keep on trying. I didn't get this right the first time either. And you know what? I had help somebody. I had a sports psych that taught me how to do this in the most best way that would work for me. Mm-hmm. So again, go back to coaching. It's okay to ask for help. And it's okay. Like you have to put the reps in, in order to get better at it. I don't want, I suck at setting goals to be a reason why you don't do this, right? Like, or I suck at hitting my goals. I always set goals and I never get them. Well, maybe it's just because the process that you've set out for yourself just doesn't work for you. And that's okay. There's a million ways to do it. Sit down with me and let me work through that with you so that you know, I can help you try and find maybe a different way you hadn't thought of mm-hmm. or focus on some different things that you maybe hadn't thought of. And maybe that scary thing is actually just setting a goal. Yeah. Which we've had that conversation yes. with people too, who have yeah. never set a goal Yeah, and like, just don't have that concept of it or any sort of knowledge about it other than they know it's something they need to do because they're repeatedly told that. And I think we said that on the other episode too, is like, we want those people to come to us. Yes. <laughs> there, there's your homework. Go listen to episode seven, and, seven eight. and eight and this one and see, see what things are consistent in terms of goal setting. I almost like challenge you in this new year. Never mind. It doesn't need to be in the new year. I just, I almost, I almost challenge you to try and pick something that's different. As in like, if your goal is always, I want to lose weight or I want to do this or this, and you find yourself unsuccessful with it, either reword it or pick something different. And the reason I'm saying that is a, you're going to build that confidence that you're not being able to build because of the, the method that you have set up around this, whatever goal you're not achieving. Does that make sense? Like I'm going to try something else. And because I've now repeatedly and consistently executed and I've built this confidence up, like, hey, I actually can do something. So now let's revisit whatever you have been unsuccessful with in the past and apply this new confidence towards this unsuccessful goal in the past. Well, and I think picking the same thing over and over again comes along with the, I'm going to try, like it comes along with that sort of failure thing with it, like, here's my another chance. It's a new year. I'm going to try and lose 20 pounds again because I haven't been successful again. Like that kind of negative mindset comes along with that. So um, I agree. Yeah. And the, I think the other thing I kind of challenge you to is like, come at it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that a lot of people start at the gym first? And then a lot of people then pick up their nutrition program. Oh, I've said this before because it's hard. It's easier to start in the gym, I think. 
<laughs> no, and, it's, it is. And the exactly. nutrition part's the harder part. Because it's the other 23 hours of the day. Right? Like, I don't want to give up my chocolate and my whatever. So come at it from a different way. Like, sure, join the gym. But let's start small with your nutrition at the same time, too. Because we know that that's the bigger picture, right? Like, like by doing the Eat Less Crap Challenge? <laughs> that was good, wasn't nice it? Nice segue yeah. there. Ooh, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. So in the end, to wrap this all up, no matter how you put it, it comes back to the type of motivation that drives you and what that motivation is to initially start your goal, right? Mm-hmm. Have those small actionable steps throughout your day no more than three and consistently execute on them by consistently executing on them. You'll build some confidence and that confidence is going to help you gain experience with what it is that you're doing. That's it. I love goal setting. Like I'm pretty sure that's how you ended the last two episodes on goal setting. (laughs) By saying you love goal setting. Lit up. I'm, in my life, when I do write my book, I'm going to write a book. It will probably be about stuff like this. Like, I feel like this is so powerful for people. And it just really is like a true unlocking of your potential. And it, you definitely won't get it on the first go. Like, I'm just going to guarantee that. If you do, fantastic. You're like the 1%. But the point is, is that if like you don't try, you don't know. There you go. I feel like we should end this episode and you can help me set some goals. <laughs> <laughs> Big, hairy, audacious goals. Yeah, there you go. All right, so this is episode 33, talking about one of our favorite topics here, across the function, goal setting, consistency, and, and uh, motivation. Thanks for tuning in on this Monday afternoon. <laughs> there you go.